chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. Ask me if I give a shit. Those stories are all lies. I think the shit's about to hit the fan. Sometimes I get impatient. But she All right, everybody. Welcome. It's another episode of the old Silver Emotion Podcast. And uh, my name is Will. And my name is Steven. <clears throat> and this this episode, we're talking about an anime series called Birdie the Mighty Decode. Yeah. And 2008-2009. Uh, it's a remake of an old OVA series from the 90s, which was Just Birdie the Mighty. Is that the same story as this? Um, kind of. It's definitely different. I've only seen, like, half of the OVA series it's oh, okay. based on, so I'm not sure exactly where that series went. Uh, but some of the guys she fights in the very beginning of this series are from that OVA series. Oh, okay. So they're reinterpreted and reimagined hmm. in here. So Is she, like, looking for the... The Ryunka? I don't know if the Ryunka's in it, but I do know she's chasing down, um, oh, what are their names? Like, Giga and Botulus. Okay. So she she fights those two guys in the OVAs. Huh, okay. I know that much, at least. So. Well, maybe the second half, she gets the Ryunka going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while since I uh, managed to see those, but that's unfortunately out of print at this point. And yeah. A little trickier to track down than some other stuff so does she share the body in that one yeah yeah it's that okay. same so that's like uh, the basic premise right the basic premise is the whole body swapping yeah all right well but this this series uh decode season one and two the uh it was both directed by kazuki akane yeah who directed the uh Escaflone. yeah so I did not remember that going into this right away, but I must have known at some point because it is written on the box. But oh, it is on there. Okay. <laughs> so, but I did not get this knowing that going into it. I, yeah. I had kind of heard of this and heard that it was a good one, and so I saw a cheap copy of it and said, eh, I'll pick it up and see if it... Give if, it a whirl. And it uh, it was pretty good, I thought. So. Yeah. So you've not, seen it... I've seen a it while a couple ago, of times or? before. Yeah, okay. a while ago. Back whenever I first got it. So not a decade ago, because I think it was already out for a while by the time I picked it up. But yeah. close to a decade ago was probably when I first got it. Um, I've seen it a couple of times in between. But Well, that's about when it came out. 2008, 2009. That's a about ten, a decade ago, yeah. 10-11. So so. Maybe a year or two after that when I finally got a hold of it. But Yeah, all right. Well, what should we say about this this thing? <laughs> uh, season one is its own thing, and season two is its own thing. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, they kind of are together. They, but They intertwine a bit, but it's clearly their own individual arcs. But yeah. Like, it, it is slightly setting it up in the first season for different things that it expands on in the second season. But Does it? It's little name drops here and there oh, just, like okay. it, you 
I don't think you would really notice it unless you've seen it before because it's because they mention <clears throat> um, like the I guess the most obvious one is that Birdie is an Ixorian Alton. Yeah, and they, they do talk about that. They say that all the time in the first move in the first season. They they call her an Ixorian Alton. Yeah, but, but you they don't never. Know what the fuck that yeah, is. they they don't expand on that. But it is like they call her that, but they don't call any of the other Altons Ixorian. They just call her like so. Yeah. If if you okay. pay attention to that, you'll realize they never call anyone but Birdie an Ixorian. Yeah, and so there's little things like that that just aren't expanded on in the first season. Yeah. Um, like, Violin. They talk about her, too? Yeah, she's mentioned a few times. You see a, a image of her every once in a uh, while, okay. and it's like, just the, so you know that she was raised by this robot named Violin, but you don't know anything about it, yeah. and you don't know what's going on with that. But it's it's just little things like that, little images and names and things hmm, that okay. wind up actually meaning something later in yeah. the, the second season. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they had planned all that out ahead of time. And maybe we're just kind of hedging their bets if it didn't uh, take off and they couldn't do a second season. They didn't want to have too That's much true, dangling yeah. over you of like, but what about this? And yeah, because it definitely, you could just end it after that first season. Right. That's kind of one of the things that's weird about this one is that it's like in one season it does what most series would have done in two seasons. And in any other series, at least classically, they would have taken two seasons to do that whole Ryunka arc. And hmm. Well, and that's I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be kind of long. Just yeah, you, thing. usually it's like that would have been the entire story and you would have had a 25-odd episode series to just cover all of that. So I remember the first time watching, I'm like, wait, are they already saving the world? It's only like episode 10. What's going on? Yeah. One thing that I noticed about this, the first season they save the world and then the second season is more low-key. Yeah. It, and it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of interesting on that. It, there's there is a very noticeable shift in there. Yeah, and at the same time, it it, sh it shifts focus to Birdie more than uh, Senkawa, who's kind of yeah, gets yeah, this even kinda... time in the first season. It's really all about them trying to share a life in the same body. And yeah, and it's I mean it is still like that in the second one, but it's not as much. Yeah, it it's, it's it is more Birdie focused. Yeah, kind of he kind of becomes less important to things. And yeah, only shows guy. up once in a while, but <laughs> which like it kind of makes sense because it's just like he's just some high school kid, so. Who cares? We, we've right. got aliens and spaceships yeah, yeah. and shit to deal with. So come on, <laughs> like, <laughs> we want to see the aliens and <laughs> yeah. But it's it's also kind of an example of uh, what I've noticed and is uh, of shifting into the like setting it up in a way that like because the first season you're just kind of set up with Senkawa and dealing with his life and then it's introducing these characters and you kind of grow to like them and then it kind of gets as much as it's not about saving the world the second season is a lot just darker and yeah heavier it in is yeah. in its themes and just like really and i don't think that would have worked on its own without that first season to build up your yeah yeah I your awareness so. of the characters and, and their 
Like if, if you had just dropped in and not known who Birdie was and just suddenly <laughs> you're going into this whole arc about her childhood and stuff. Yeah, it, no, it, that it works more as a thing that you're yeah you know, expanding. Yeah, you, you you enjoy that second season more because you already know who Birdie is and you want to find out more about her yeah. rather than just getting dropped in there would be kind of weird. And right. Yeah, like, I, yeah, it shouldn't be reversed or anything <laughs> like that. No, it works as um, a second thing. I've seen a couple other series that wind up working that way. Yeah. Um, uh, Steins Gate does that. Like, the second season of Steins Gate, I think, is actually a lot weaker. But it's, I enjoyed it because the first season set the characters up. And I liked the characters because yeah. of the first season. So I wanted to see what happened to them. Yeah. And so that made the second season work, even though it wasn't as good as the first season. It's like a Godfather Two, is uh, arguably better than the first one, but it works so heavily on everything that's done in the first one mm. that it's like, is it better? <laughs> because without that first one, if it was just that second movie, it just wouldn't stand on its, it's own. It's just yeah, like I don't know. It's 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 working on the first one so well. I don't know. You gotta watch those. Yeah, I guess so. They're fucking good. So, did you enjoy all of the uh, regular slice of life stuff going on in Birdie? <laughs> I honestly did not. <laughs> I, I found it to be um, in this one. Usually, I do. Yeah. In this one, I thought it was kind of uh, just like extra stuff that didn't really matter. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like. It seemed like. Uh, like what's the point of this? Like I don't know. Like I don't think that I li really learned much about that kid, the main kid, right? Or any like it just seemed like uh, filler almost. Because I, I felt like that arc of of Ryunka, it's like thirteen episodes. It, it could have been done in a two hour movie, if you just yeah. tuck out all that mm -hmm. stuff that I don't think really added much to it overall. I don't know. Right. It's just, uh, I don't know, all the school stuff. Like, what is the point of that school stuff? Because I know it's like you're supposed to learn about this guy and he's got his friends and whatever, but, like, do any of those people matter that I guess the, in the first season there's the the romance part. Yeah, and I do like that. That was fine. Right. Because that has its arc and it's, like, tied into the whole thing and that makes sense. I get it. But, like, the friends and the journalism thing and... I don't know. It's just kind of whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of... It's just the random anime student life thing that is... Yeah, it, it didn't seem like It anything. feels more like it exists to be uh, living up to the uh, standard formula of anime, but... Right, but fuck that. <laughs> Let's do something cool and new, and, and why do we have to adhere to formulas, you know? I don't know. It just... I don't know. I don't, it... it, it I didn't understand why it was there. Yeah. And it's even more pronounced like that in the second season. I think that shit in the second season is even like more extraneous. <laughs> yeah, in the second season it's like it might as well not even be there. It's yeah, like what is the point of any of that stuff yeah. in, in that? At least in the first season it's it's, it's kind of related to that kid and so like right. He's with tied the girl and the yeah. Ryunka and all that stuff like it kind of makes sense but i don't know yeah i mean i think this story on the whole could have worked 
without the whole body swapping gimmick if it had just been birdie and no high school involvement at all you yeah and you could with the Ryunka, you kind of do need that kind of arc with the, the little romance story of yeah and no i like the her, the, but. the premise of that the where she like mistakenly kills the kid and then she like feels bad so she takes his soul in into her or her, his consciousness into her yeah like that's cool okay right like it's an interesting concept yeah but it doesn't really go too far with it it doesn't really not not especially in the second season it kind of doesn't really mean anything anymore it's just yeah and and i didn't like how when in the first season when he gets his body back like a couple episodes before the end i was just like okay this i thought it was building towards like the end of the thing he gets his body back and they can go their own separate ways now he's got it a few episodes before the end and so just from watching things and like i know it from there's a thing that i learned in my screenwriting class at 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 abc where (laughs) the guy was teaching us hero's journey and there was 12 points and the number Mm. nine point was like the point when you thought everything was like everything goes to shit and you don't think that they can come back from it or whatever Mm -hmm. and so this is like the opposite of that where it's just like everything's great (laughs) everything's gonna be great he's his own person and i thought like no this is the number nine this is the part where it's the false sense of security and i just was like i don't know are they gonna fucking kill his body again and then like fairly soon after that they introduced the the way to kill the you know get the ryunka and it's just like of course of course they got a body that they just can dispose of like and so i i thought it was kind of yeah it kind of frustrated me a little bit in terms of just because i didn't think that it necessarily had to be so right coincidence like yeah i mean we got a body back it's kind of like it was with um those who hunt elves of like when they suddenly went oh we found all the right. elves and oh now there's a million elves we need to or whatever you know? the thing was that i did think of that when i was watching it but the thing with those who had elves is that i never expected them to actually save the world or or get home or anything because they're all fuck-ups <laughs> so like i expected them to screw it up again and so in this i didn't expect that and it's like mm. in this thing it's not a comedy it's it's like dramatic it's supposed to be yeah, some yeah, yeah. shit with some weight and so i just uh i was just like come on man. yeah yeah I, th- I think that is probably the weakest point of the series is how they juggle the body swapping and how it doesn't really feel like both sides of that are important enough to yeah to sustain it because like it seems like by having his body come back it robs the story of any sort of consequences because right like, yeah oh yeah. he got his body back like doesn't who cares we'll just kill it again <laughs> fuck it we'll just go back to how we were at the beginning of this thing and it's just like oh, come on you yeah. could have had some real I mean, like, consequences it was, it was definitely there for the sake of maintaining uh the concept yeah of having the body swapping right. and go on I think what probably would have made it more interesting is if 
he had gotten his body back, and then she had had to take out Natsuki and get have yes. them two share a body and swap yes. back and forth. I thought that that would have been a much more yeah. interesting way to take it into the second season. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been much better. Mm-hmm. But, but no. Nope. Oh well. <laughs> And because they still could have had the other kid there, yeah, because he still would have known everything, yeah. and so he would have still been a kind of a supporting helper. And then, and yeah, that. and then it doesn't stay the same; it evolves. Right, right, and that's and you know, then you move on. I don't know. Yeah, that would have uh, that, that would have been the, the best solution yeah. you could because Senkawan and uh, they she still would have had that relationship with her. They'd have had to try and be having this uh, relationship with this whole uh, right. space alien like, yeah, and then the, you, stuff going on. Right, and then you've got some you got some romance, you got some comedy. Then in the second season, you got these other guys that she's got to take out, and so it's like now there's some intrigue. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it, I think it would have made the, uh, the high school stuff make more sense within the story. Right, in yeah. In that, if they would have went in that direction. Because I, I, I mean, I had to watch the second season really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I, I, Scheduling, I, yeah. I just messed up. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I knew what I was doing. But I, I, I just got, I finished the first season and I was like, okay, I'm on track. <laughs> and then I had a couple days where I was just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I'll watch it tomorrow. And then I kept doing that, and it was just like, oh, Jesus, now I'm going to have to watch the whole fucking thing almost. <clears throat> so so I'm sure I missed some intricacies of that second season. but Maybe, yeah. But I did watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's... Uh... So how'd you like the action scenes, then? They're... They're they're good. They're good. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> All right. I don't know. It's it's, yeah, it's it's like any action in anime where it's like I don't get into it in the same way. Right. As like <clears throat> like regular action. But was, it's it's solid in this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting cuz this time I kind of really noticed it that there's a lot of shaky cam in it. Yeah. And it it kind of dawned on me that that, but... that like I was like, "Wow, wait, they're actually using a lot of shaky cam." But it, it kind of I realized, like, they're kind of using it well, I think. Yeah. In that they're not overdoing it, even though it's, like, constantly there. Yeah. It's not so shaky that you can't see what's happening. Yeah. Like, it, it only well. shakes a little bit, as opposed to, like, when shaky cam is bad and it's just, you can't see anything. Right. It's, it's just, just like, what awful. the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. so it's like... And maybe that's because it's animation and they can have a, a finer control over it than you could with just waving a camera around. But I kind of feel like you could do that with... Well, yeah. Anyway, I mean, just there's as... quality handheld camera work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a thing. It's been a thing since, you know, whenever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, w- I wonder how they would do it in this because I, I imagine that they would manipulate the image after drawing it they wouldn't like try to draw shaky how the fuck would you do that no no it's got to be something in the computer yeah like a digital thing move it around and and that might give them a finer control than you could have with trying to do that but like even then i would think at least with modern movies they're all processed through a computer anyway you could have that same kind of yeah i don't know you can't you can't really manipulate handheld camera work to like stabilize it that much after the fact. Oh, I mean, just not record it by waving the camera. Just have a still 
shot and oh, then, and then and the add computer it? add it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you probably could, but I, don't, I, I feel like that would look pretty digital. Yeah. Not that people care about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying with like a modern movie, it it's would all bo- digital anyway. It would bother me, personally. Yeah, but... I would imagine they're not doing that, though, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just struck me as, oh, they're, they're so they're getting it precisely to just a little bit of a shake so that you know yeah. there's an impact and they're kind of timing it to impacts rather than just yeah. kind of like oh make the camera wavy right i definitely didn't notice it which tells me that it was done well <laughs> right like because i didn't notice it because i kind of noticed it this time I'm like wait this is shaky cam like yeah wait this is all over the place in this series why do i not mind it here and so i started like analyzing what made it work right and so i came to like yeah i think it's just that they're they're getting it in just enough that it you feel the impact without yeah. overdoing it to the point that you're just like well i can't see what the hell's going on this is stupid well that's what's dumb about like the term shaky cam there's been handheld camera work like the f- i i don't know about it in american movies but i know for a fact that the first handheld camera work in hong kong was one-armed swordsman in 1967 mm. so it's at least been around since then <laughs> and i would imagine since well before then definitely like i know like french new wave movies are a lot of hand held and that's like early 60s maybe mid 50s um i'm trying to think that's eh, i don't know if those are 50s i don't know anyway it's been a long time since i've delved deep into fucking Truffaut and <laughs> french new wave stuff but anyway um handheld in those movies people don't give a shit because it's it's you know they're not trying to like viscerally create action they're right. just they're, they're it's it's a it's a tool and then in the 2000s somebody went nuts and decided to like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> and maybe because they were using smaller digital cameras or like Blair Witch was an actual like just a uh, fucking home video camera. Yeah. And so because of that shit, it became a thing where people knew it as shaky cam, but it's like there's quality handheld work <laughs> throughout the history of cinema, you know, like Yeah. <laughs> it can be done well, like, you know. So it's I don't know. It's a thing that uh yeah, I've always I've considered shaky cam to be specifically when it is deliberately waved around, but to I don't, make a scene wobbly. Does, does anybody deliberately wave it around though? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that has been done like just intentionally to, oh, this is a big fight scene. Let's just flail the camera around to make it feel yeah. like everything is crazy. Well, I know. There is an intention of using handheld in fights and stuff like that so that you viscerally feel like you're in the fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would argue that they're not saying, fuck it, wave the camera around, just fucking go nuts. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more controlled than that. Because even just, like using the camera itself like you don't have to wave it around that much for it to be fucking nuts mm. <laughs> so i don't know yeah yeah maybe i don't know 
I don't know. I, I haven't worked on a movie to with yeah. action scenes and shit. You never cams, like tried so. to shoot anything? No, not with really. A little video camera or anything? Not a not a, uh, outside of like a tripod, but Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah, if you try to handheld stuff, you you better have a steady fucking hand <laughs> if you want it to actually look like it's not fucking wild and crazy, you know. Mm. They do have on some newer video cameras a stabilization thing, and I don't know how it works or or what, but um I would imagine that it can't work that well because there's only so much you can do with right. with a camera I that's flipping around. Recall something about like uh Peter Jackson making well, like bad taste and stuff and having his own like just custom made. He built his own to, Steadicam, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Steadicam is a thing where it's uh it was designed I don't think it was designed by Kubrick, but it was designed for the shining. Mm. Um and it's like a harness that you can hand operate, but it has the smoothness of a dolly. So, and a dolly is like generally on tracks or wheels or something so that it's yeah. a smooth ride. Um, and so Steadicam, you just walk behind things or walk around things. And because of the harness and the, the way the thing is designed, it doesn't have the the jitteriness of of actual handheld right but that's like its own thing that's okay. like a, a legitimate technique but yeah but but peter jackson uh built his own because he couldn't afford a fucking actual steady camera that's thousands of dollars so he built one for like 15 bucks or something <laughs> out of some <laughs> random shit you know at the hardware store yeah see and that's that's the kind of like yeah that's fucking filmmaking man <laughs> right. make your own shit and the Steadicam in in bad taste is really well done too. So like he 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 knew what he was doing. Yeah. That's, those are the days, man, <laughs> when you you know he doesn't have any money and he's just yeah. it's all fucking ingenuity and creativity to, and to bake your monster max fuck masks yeah. in the oven. And yeah, <laughs> in his parents' house. That's the best, man. I I swear to God, like bad taste is like, I think it's the best Peter Jackson movie. Honestly, I don't know, man. <laughs> I fucking love it. It was pretty damn good. <laughs> like, in terms of movies that I could just watch, like, at any point in time, <laughs> r as many times, like... You just walk in the room and it's playing and you're like, awesome. <laughs> Bad Taste is one of those movies. Like, I could watch that so, just over and over and over. I love yeah. it. Just, it's the best. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Birdie the Mighty. Um, I don't know. So talking about shaky cam, I guess that's where we went off the rails. Yeah, yeah, we go off the rails a lot, but we we clearly do not have a dolly for our camera. No, we do not. We're on <laughs> steady cam. We can roam freely, run around in the woods as yes. much as we like. <laughs> yes, but so this guy directed uh, Escaflone. Yeah, which kind of puts him in uh, the circle of. Uh, Shoji Kawamori, who did a lot of the design work, and I think he wrote Escaflone, or at least came up with the, the concept for it. And okay. Definitely did the uh, mecha designs for that. Okay. And so, he's he's one of those Shoji Kawamori guys, I guess, to uh, in that circle of uh, creators that okay. kind of... I, I wouldn't call them, like, a, 
a team per se, but it's kind of like, you know, they kind of clearly know each other and have worked together before. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe is the other one, which I kind of associate with Shoji Kawamori a lot. And now who's he? Probably someone you wouldn't like because he directed Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not against Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I merely tried to watch it, and I just thought it was okay, mm. and chose not to watch the rest. Okay. I, I'm not like, I don't think it's a piece of shit or anything. You're, you just think it's over? I think, I don't know why it's so popular. Mm. I have no idea. I watched, like, I don't know, not maybe half of it, but, I don't know, five, six of them, mm. and it was just like, I don't know. Like, there's things about it that are cool. But I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I think, I think it wound up being so popular in the West just because it was kind of a parody of Hollywood production stuff, and that it it takes a lot of concepts from American yeah series and stuff. So it's got for someone who has not watched a lot of anime, it's an entry point where they can kind of get it, know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels familiar enough that they, they aren't totally lost on what this show is doing. Right, it's not like so. Japanese high schoolers. Yeah, <laughs> <You it's, know? laughs> it kind of, it it gives this setting and situation and characters and, and plot dynamics that people can identify with and yeah, kind of without having to uh, really figure out how anime works. And it, right. it's, so it's a good entry point in that way. Um, it was also aired on TV in America. Oh, okay. Well, there, and it was big. one of the earliest ones to be aired on TV without being super edited down oh, okay. and, you know, censored all over the place and stuff. So it was one of the first, uh, to get that kind of properly released treatment. And yeah, so it became a big hit. So it had a lot of exposure, was a good entry point and yeah. solidly done on top of that. And so. it has a, an interesting title. You're yeah, like, how, what the fuck is Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> you know, and you, you feel like you're cool. I love Cowboy Bebop, and you're like, "What's yeah. that?" <laughs> you know, right? You right. don't understand, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't. And even if I hated it, I, I bear no ill will to to the creators. You know, I don't. Right. They might have things that I love. I don't know. All right. Well, that's probably a good thing, because Shinichiro Watanabe co-directed uh, Macross Plus with Shoji Kawamori. Okay. So they, they both co-direct that one. Alright, and that's prior to Bebop. Yeah, yeah. That one would have been 94, and Bebop would have been 98, I think, 97, somewhere, oh, okay. somewhere in there, a few years later. It was probably the next big thing he did. Yeah. It's weird to me, because I remember being in high school... And people were talking about Cowboy Bebop, and I thought it because it's like I was into Hong Kong movies, and the stuff I was into was a lot of it was a little bit older. Mm. You know, you couldn't get the right on top of it shit. Yeah. And so I just assumed that Bebop was like an older thing, and so when I found out, like, oh wow, it was a it was a right now. Yeah. Like, it wow. Was, oh shit. I okay. think that was also kind of part of it too, is that it came out in america very quickly and was so it was yeah, the current wild. thing it was the the new big thing that was still yeah. a big deal at that time that's so crazy uh evangelion was like that too it was it oh, didn't okay. get a, a television airing but it was coming out in america maybe not even a year after okay it was yeah that was a big one too right in yeah, that time yeah that was 
and probably that's like those two were probably the two most important to making anime a thing yeah. to that normal people knew about right yeah those um, are two of the big ones they they kind of broke the dam of uh <laughs> people just being like what's this anime thing right to? and like akira that was huge yeah it it that one is but i kind of think of that in a very different vein oh, okay. in that like that and ghost in the shell i kind of get the feeling those aren't like i mean they're anime and anime fans love them and stuff but yeah. they kind of i feel like they've entered at least western uh concepts as foreign films in the same way you might put them in with a seventh seal or maybe like they're they're just they're like you can't watch akira and say that isn't like legit cinema i agree it's it's, i agree it's gonna be in there with just this is a foreign film but but at that time i don't know yeah i don't because i I certainly didn't encounter it then that way (laughs) when i i mean i was a teenager and it was just like watch this dope anime akira (laughs) And I was just like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> you know? And I didn't understand what was going on, and there's a giant baby, and I was just like, whoa, anime's nuts. <laughs> and I I don't know if adults were watching it. You know, I feel like it was mm. it was still a, kind of a stigma thing. I don't know that. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's kind of why I think, I think Akira was kind of an exception to that, in that yeah. it actually did get into a... Oh, okay. A, like there were of course those people who were like his anime is cool and stuff yeah, but i yeah. think it penetrated outside of that uh, that and ghost in the shell managed to do that in a way that most other anime just hadn't done that yeah ghibli All films right. have kind of done that too and, yeah, and they Miyazaki maybe were stuff, more successful yeah. on that especially when with a uh, spirited away and yes, at, at that yes. point the ghibli film started becoming uh more of a just a this is just a family film kind of thing and right. people started getting into it outside of an anime interest and for sure yeah i feel like akira and ghost in the shell have that that there's more than just the anime interest in it that yeah people interested in foreign films in general would have uh, perhaps seen them and been interested in them because they were just at that point at that level and yeah in a lot of ways they don't feel like anime and that they feel kind of separate and they're doing things in, in such a different way that that's why they're good because <laughs> they're not like you they're know. not the formula yeah, right, yeah. Right. they're their own thing i don't like these formulas <laughs> come on let's get let's go you know uh, we don't have to everything don't have to be in a high school <laughs> i get i get tired of these high school things come on yeah yeah anime is definitely a little more high school centric than it needs to be but yeah it's like, come on guys i think that's because it's a target it's, demographic is high school yeah and that's gotta be it but it's just like come on man i think even beyond that in japan especially like when you're out of high school it's like now you're just in this drudgery of uh, corporate work. <laughs> like your whole life is like like the high school is like the last time you get to have fun and just be. Yeah. So uh, they don't want to make a. So it, it, there's always yeah. that kind of nostalgic callback for that era for of your school. life when you were. <laughs> when you were driving fucking mechs. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sharing. Yeah, they do that all the time. Sharing Japan, a body right? with an alien superhero sort of person. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know that the title of Birdie the Mighty is kind of weird and goofy all on its own. Cause, it is. Cause I think yeah, it's, it's very strange. I think the the word they're translating into mighty is Tetsuan, I believe. I should have looked this up again before I uh, came over here and checked, made sure I've got why, this right. Why? But, why would you look it up? Yeah. It, <laughs> What's the point? You know, we don't we don't need accuracy. I can talk out of my ass here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so it's Tetsuan Birdie. Okay. Which is interesting because Tetsuan Adam is known as Astro Boy outside of Japan. Okay. So it's got the same name structure as basically the most important anime ever made. Okay. <laughs> and so it's kind of weird that it's like, wait, are you calling back to Astro Boy? Are you like, or is this just a random coincidence that the title wound up that way? But right. Well, hmm. So it's kind of weird. So what's the Astro Boy title? Tetsuan Atom. Atom. Because his name is Adam. Not Adam. Atom. Right, right. So does that translate to Adam Boy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently Tetsuan means like iron arm or something. It's it's like a euphemism for strength. That makes sense because there's a a Japanese... uh, uh, like a cult movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, that's again that same root is in there yeah. and it's and so it might just be they're both using that as a reference point. But even the, Iron Man could mean like I'm fucking strong, you know. Right, like, right. So the mighty it might be a, a creative translation. Right. And and I think at least for this one it's since it is based on the OVA, the OVA was, still had that title in its translation from the 90s. So, yeah. Um, so they must have just kept that the same as whoever translated it in the first place, for whatever okay, reason, yeah, from yeah. back in the 90s, which at, at that point, translations were not necessarily trying to be accurate. Um, in the 90s, you did not get the uh, high level of detail to the translations that you get with this series. Where yeah. You know, we've got the standard uh, alternating of uh, translating the song lyrics and showing yes, the, the yes. phonetic <laughs> lyrics. I always enjoy that when they show the the Japanese subtitles, the phonetic, because the pronunciation. I don't. I'm not trying to learn the song or anything, but the pronunciation when you see the word and then you hear it is so unique in terms right. it just is not like english right and so i always find it interesting to see how they phrase things and, and yeah and the, the pacing of it is yeah. always a little different than what you expect and, yeah it's cool i enjoy that when they do that i don't know that i learn anything but it <laughs> is always sort of like oh look at that oh shit yeah and the end credits are done very weird in this as well where they shrink it down and put it off to the side yeah. so that they can have the English credit scrawl on the right without obscuring yeah. the Japanese credits, which are in the actual thing. So it's, it's really weird how they did that. I've w- not seen that before. I wouldn't be surprised if the Japanese version just doesn't shrink it down. No, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah. It looks like it's just they just shrunk it and stuffed it in the side. See, I so wish they, they would just keep that 
yeah. Japanese thing and then just run the English shit at the end. Like Yeah, and that's what I usually see if they if they try to preserve the Japanese credits. Yeah. What I might more often see is a uh, an extra feature where they'll have the clean credits or they'll have the original Japanese credits yeah. or something like that as a bonus feature on the disc. But I just don't know why they have to change shit. Just leave the shit as it is. <laughs> like don't fuck with it, you know? I don't know. It's yeah, just it's weird kinda... to me. It is kind of weird that they do that, but but hey, at least they didn't like screw with the title screen and the and the uh, title pops up. It's in Japanese. Yes, it is. At least you know, <laughs> small favors. You know. <laughs> a lot of times that'll get changed and into a English version. Of yeah, it. and you can usually tell it's like, oh, they did that right. after the fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Especially if it's a little older. Where it's right. like some old video thing where you, you, you know like you can see it come up and it's like <laughs> definitely that's a new thing. Okay. Yeah, I think the English version of Sailor Moon was it kind of infamous for its for I'm, that. Yeah, its, I'm sure. Its opening I'm credits sure. being nothing at all related to the Japanese opening credits, but yeah, because that's back in the yeah that was old West days. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was back before people knew what anime was. So yeah. You had to be deep into it to actually know that it was anime. That's that's kind of the tipping point. Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z were the tipping point. Like yeah, that's when, right in those years when people when, started learning about Japan those, animation and stuff. Yeah, when those shows came out, nobody knew they were Japanese. But by the time those series had finished in America, everybody knew they were Japanese. It was like that yeah. was those were the two series that kind of taught people what was going on and kind of opened the doors for it. And right. And right after that is basically when Evangelion and Cowboy Bebop came out, and well, that makes sense. Kind of, yeah, they they were the first ones that kind of were treated like were the first big ones that were kind of treated like, oh, yeah. hey, here's this anime stuff. Is is Bebop a big hit in Japan as well? Like, is it popular there? I think it is. Okay, and I have not specifically heard, but I imagine it is. I mean, it's got a lot of clout to it so yeah yeah just curious yeah but i haven't specifically heard but yeah i assume it is i mean i i imagine it is i i would say especially um for stuff back then because when that first came out anime wasn't a big thing in america and stuff like now we get damn near everything yeah we don't get everything but we get so much of it that like we're getting the garbage stuff that would never have come out before <laughs> like cuz nobody would have <laughs> took an, t- taken a chance on it. Yeah. So I don't think anyone would have taken a chance on Cowboy Bebop if it wasn't successful enough in uh, Japan yeah, that to, makes to warrant it, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. They wouldn't have taken some weird series that nobody liked and said, "Well, I'll bet Americans will love it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, no that does yeah. I now they kind of do that sometimes where they'll just if they can get a, the rights cheaply enough, right. they'll test the waters and it's like all right well let's see what we get well especially now when they can just put it on streaming they don't even have to put out dvds or anything yeah they can just do a a streaming release of it and see how it goes and if it catches on great if not then all you were really out was the translation and the yeah streaming service and it just goes away but Hmm. so there's one other, I guess, major show this guy directed. Okay. Um, it was called Noin. Noin? 
N O E I N or something weird like it was some weird yeah. spelling word and I've just wound up calling it noin. I don't know what else to call it. But. Fucking yo noin. Avoid the noin. <laughs> was, just think of that fucking noid from yeah, yeah, I, Domino's. I don't remember that series too well because I saw it a long time ago. Okay, um, so you've seen it. I I saw it. I think in the like the very dawn of Netflix streaming. The dawn of Netflix streaming. That's a while ago. Yeah, like back when it was still just a free part of your subscription. Yeah, they didn't have a separate thing for it. Just getting it going, yeah. Yeah, they, they like first started it up, and so... <laughs> I remember <clears throat> when they started that, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, now you can stream movies, and I was like, man, who the fuck wants to do that? <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> and look at me now. Yeah. I remember I got, I got a disc for my PS3 to yeah, the Netflix yeah. disc to stream yeah, with. Yeah, I had that for the Wii. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah. So. Now it's the whole it's the whole industry. It's yeah. just like it's crazy. So I must have watched it using that disc. Okay. And uh, that was back when they had no language options at all. So every any anime that was on there was pretty much guaranteed to be dubbed. Yeah. So you watched Noin dubbed. Yeah. So I, I remember thinking it was okay. And being like, yeah, this is fine. And maybe I would enjoy it a good bit more if it were subtitled. But Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, it didn't uh, leave much of a mark on me. So Okay. Just, Timeline, where does it fall? I think it would be before this. Before this, after... Yeah, after... Escaflone? After Escaflone, for sure. It's definitely a 2000s thing. But okay. I think it was a little before Birdie, so probably like halfway in between in those between, two or something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's my guess. I'd have to look up exact date on it, but so just a little side. So uh, two out of three, because yeah. you like you like Birdie. You yeah, like, I like Birdie. Escaflone. Noine was Noine was fine. I didn't have any problems with it. So, but that's different than like because Escaflone. You're like you love that it. That one is yeah, that one is definitely one of my favorites. And then and this from one, you love it to like yeah, it's fine, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> that's a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah, so I kind of want to go back and watch Noin again, <laughs> subtitled and yeah, as an older, wiser theoretically person, um see if uh it catches me better. Give it another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I haven't seen it since then. Bust out your streaming disc and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so what did you think of the crazy sci-fi the crazy sci-fi all the aliens and birdie and the I'm, technology and stuff how like the thing with the aliens that kind of was fucking with me was like everybody was like a different animal and shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, why? Why are they all different animals? Like, are they all different from different planets? Are they all, like, what is this one race of people that just happen to be different animals? Like, I was like, what? What is going on? <laughs> so I was thinking more about that. It was just kind of weird. I mean, it was cool. You know, they're all like, oh, this dude's a dog, and yeah. this guy's this fucking grasshopper dude. <laughs> like, that's cool, but I just wondered why. And I was thinking about it in terms of, like, Mass Effect, where 
like there's the aliens and you got the Krogans and Salarians right, and all right. that stuff. And I just imagined if they never explained any of those aliens and you were just like running around. <laughs> just with these people on your team. Yeah, and you're just like, who the fuck is this guy? Why does he look like this? And you just never got any explanation. That's how I felt when I was watching this. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so, like, I don't know even if they gave an explanation, I would care about it because it doesn't make, it doesn't need to be there for the plot. Right. But I, I did kind of want to understand more about why. Yeah. I, I assume they're all different alien species from different planets. That's what I imagine. They're... But why are they all earth animals? <laughs> why aren't they like weird fucking alien creatures? You know? Yeah. I kind of mentioned or at least went in this direction when we were watching Macross and talking about that one and how that series was trying to kind of like take all of the weird sci-fi concepts and make them make sense. Yeah, you've said and that so before. you had the Zentradi are humans. They look like humans, they act like humans. Like why are they humans if they're aliens? And so it tied that into an explanation. Yeah. And that's what Macross did that like nothing else did that like it was right okay very and so it's just kind of like it's like why are uh, you could go to star trek and just be like why are all the aliens humanoids and what why can klingons yeah, reproduce with humans yeah, what on right, earth is right. like how does that make any sense you know it's just kind of like such a standard sci-fi thing that's true yeah. and so macross was kind of unique in just being like no we're actually going to explain this and have a <laughs> reason for it which and so birdie is just it's just one of those other series that just doesn't right. try to address that okay <laughs> It just, it happens, and oh well. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I expected more from it, though. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm playing Mass Effect, so I'm, like, deep uh, in that. And, like, and it's... it's That the, has a lot of lore, doesn't it? Like, a lot of, like, data logs or whatever. It does, but, like, I don't necessarily... I did when I played the first one. I was, like, fucking locked in. I loved the mm. world, and I was reading everything. And so I got really deep into it in that game, but the other ones I didn't so much. But this one, I'm playing the newer one where you're in a different galaxy. So, like, you're meeting new species and stuff, or mm. new planets and races and things. So I'm sort of in that mode of, like, ooh, <laughs> who's this guy and what's he doing and what's his whole thing, yeah. you know? And so I think that's why I was more, like... <laughs> Like, this guy's a grasshopper. <laughs> like, I want to know more about that. <laughs> and it's just not there, so. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It. I don't... I mean, I guess you could take out the school, the high school stuff and add in grasshopper more. world, but... Yeah, a little more explanation <laughs> of, a, yeah. of all that. And I think they could have kept going. I, I think I would have liked to see a third season on it. Yeah, they probably could have done that, yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking about it, and they kind of, like, again, there's more little, like, things in there that are just not explained. And, yeah. In kind of the same way that, why is he a grasshopper? It's not, right, right. but more plot-relevant re things, like uh, the blonde dude with the mustache and the sunglasses. Yeah, they don't really go into him at all. Yeah, he's just kind of there doing something. Right. And I kind of, th I think I kind of figured it out this time watching it, is that he's part of that terrorist group. 
Okay. And I think that terrorist group, their leader, is hiding out on Earth, and he's the agent for okay. that group, and so he's trying to find the Ryunka because he, like, they want it for yeah. a weapon for their terrorist group, and yeah, so yeah. I think that's where they were going with it. Okay. Because there's kind of a line there towards uh, the end that the uh, the crazy wolf girl who likes to kill everything, yeah, she drops at. Uh, uh, somebody during the, one of the last episodes where she says, oh, I'll just tell the cops that your leader is yeah, here. When, okay. when she's talking to that blonde guy with the... the yeah, okay. She tells him, that, oh, I'll tell the cops your leader is on this planet. What, what'll happen then? And so I kind of think huh. a third season would have grown out of that, that after she got arrested and interrogated, she would tell them that, and that would be Birdie's next mission, is to stay on Earth and find the leader of that, that and makes it, sense. so I think that could have grown out and uh, expanded things further if it had kept going yeah so that would have been interesting well I wonder if that's where the, the comic goes like is the you know maybe actually I didn't look into it there's got to be a manga of it if there I'm is not sure whether it came first or later well there's an 80s one Okay, then the '80s one definitely would have been the first. And then, there, then I think there's a, a newer that. one that's around this time. Mm. That that this one may or may not be based on. I'm not sure, but yeah, and the '80s one definitely predates the anime series. Yeah, so. predates the first anime series. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how far it goes, and that might actually be why there's so little explanation of stuff. Is if it's if the manga was much more true expanded out they might have just not bothered to put in all of that right, stuff right right yeah i mean i don't know how what the benefit of it would be really if you're not going to explore you know grasshopper dude what's the point of dumping all this knowledge on grasshopper guy if he's just going to be in that position that he is in the in the story already right like there's no point to that like like how in the first season they talk about her being the I don't know the word but whatever the <laughs> the thing that the other time portal dude is in the yeah. second season yeah the <clears throat> Ixorin or yeah Ixorin or something it's actually kind of funny they that that's actually kind of a quasi translation I would say that when when you actually oh. listen to them speak it's Ixiora okay but then on the subtitles they add an N yeah. at the end to make it like an English thing yeah kind of to put it into that english uh, phonetic system of yeah so it makes sense it sounds like a group yeah and, stu- and yeah, so yeah. it's kind of i kind of noticed that this time i was like oh that was an interesting kind of translation quirk in there yeah but like they 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 mentioned that in the first season you don't know what the fuck they're talking about right and then they blast into it in the second yeah, season in the second season it really dives into yeah what so maybe that means. And season three grasshopper time maybe maybe we'd find out more about him and and why he's so badass with four handguns hanging from the ceiling (laughs) in that one scene we get to see him shooting stuff (laughs) yeah i mean sometimes the mystery's better but yeah yeah uh so how about uh her training instructor skeletso (laughs) he was always fun yeah all shouting and likes to get in a brawl. <laughs> yeah. Like when he first showed up and he's like, oh, you seem weaker than normal. It's like, yeah, I got this other consciousness. Oh, no, you got to get rid of that. It's ruining it. <laughs> it's like, you need to be strong. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. 
Uh, like the crazy jackal guy too, who was always bragging about how he went to college, so he's like better than everyone else. <laughs> Man, I don't even remember that. <laughs> he was that was early in the first season, I think. Um, Does he show up a lot? No, he was just like one or two episodes, oh, okay. and then they like kill him or arrest him or something. I forget, but oh man, it's like is when they go back and they like bring the dude's body to get yeah. repaired, and they spend a little time on their home yeah. world just to see. And it. he's and, up there. Yeah, and oh, he's man. going like they have to arrest him or something because he's <laughs> he's some weird terrorist. He was like this jackal looking dude, and and he's just all like he built some weird robot for his like college class project or something <laughs> he's running around with it. and he's like leading this gang of weirdos who are just, oh okay wow they're all that's kind of a weird goofy bit there that's funny there's with the oh there, there was that really really stupid girl who was uh birdie was, was like no we gotta stop him he's gonna kill a lot of people he's gonna blow up this whole building and kill a bunch of people she's just like like a lot of people like like 50 like more than that and she's like more than that and just like all freaking out <laughs> uh she was fun <laughs> uh man yeah and there's a old little coppola the yeah, she was like this like hidden villain in the first season, and then she just like turns into the maid. And right, like, right. <laughs> like what? <laughs> She's I, I you know she seemed like a, a fun character though. I felt bad for her at the end when they just like <laughs> just arrest her. Out yeah. Of nowhere. <laughs> well, it, it just it just seemed kind of odd anyway. Because I mean I don't know maybe because I wasn't remembering everything, but yeah. She was a weird one. She's kind of like, at first you kind of have like, is is that a guy or a girl? Like, oh, when right. she first shows that's, up, she's in the that. First... That's right. And with the little parrot and stuff. Yeah, and so she's going around like manipulating the Ryunka that's and stuff. Right. That's and, right. And like eventually, I decided like, okay, I guess she's a girl because they keep referring to her as a girl. But it, like when you, she first shows up, it's a little hard to figure out also because not just visually but she when she refers to herself she uses boku which is a masculine form of i oh, so okay. it's it, so she's talks like a guy in japanese yeah. and that's so that was also kind of thrown, like wait is she a guy what like the first time i was watching it it yeah. was kind of then i eventually went okay i guess she's a girl but all right well maybe it's like a wuxia thing where she's trying to maybe is that kind of present a male because that happens that, that does happen a lot in anime as well yeah. like Utena's prime example of that of uh, so that that kind of thing does happen there's there's a lot of uh, gender fluidity in anime in general yeah. which is also why it was throwing me too is like it could easily be a, yeah, a dude just right. kind of very girly dude that, that happens in anime from yeah, time to yeah. time so <laughs> The the body swapping thing reminded me of this movie I saw when I was a kid, this Steve Martin Lily Tomlin movie called All of Me. <laughs> this fucking Lily Tomlin dies, and there's some like supernatural thing where she wants her soul to go into uh, like a younger body, <laughs> mm. but it goes into Steve Martin <laughs> instead, 
And so then he has to coexist with his other consciousness inside of his head. Uh. I forget how it plays out because I literally saw it like when I was five or six or something, and I don't I don't think I've seen it since. But it really stuck with me as yeah. like an interesting thing. So one of the things I liked on this was uh, her nickname, was the Berserker Killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> like it's like Birdie, the Berserker Killer. They only used that a couple times. Yeah, they. That's that's another um, little thing that gets that's mentioned once or twice in the first season. Yeah, and then it comes into play more in the second season, but it's still like so low key. And I kind of like that it's low-key. They don't make a big deal of it. Yeah. It just kind of, like, at some point you realize after the flashbacks or during the flashback scenes, when you realize, like, wait, she got that nickname because she killed Berserkers, not because she is Berserk. And because oh, those robots yeah. she beats up That's as a little right. kid are called, called Berserkers. berserkers. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that just, and it just suddenly changes yeah, that she goes fucking of, ape shit and, yeah. and, like, rips that one up. And it's like, oh, she killed Berserkers, like, and that must have been where her nickname came from. And yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of, that's cool. It just kind of, like, shed a whole new light on it. And yeah, I never even connected that. That makes <laughs> sense, though, yeah. Yeah, because her, in terms of her character, she's not a Berserk killer or anything. Right, right. So, so it's it kind of like... Was just like <laughs> I thought it was just some sort of, like, a... You know, she's like a cop, so, you know, space cop, so I thought it was like a, her reputation of just, you know, like her, <laughs> in in the convict circles, <laughs> her, you know, they talked her up to this point where she right. was this fucking killer, but she's not actually in real life. But, yeah. But no, she, it makes sense, okay. Yeah, and that's, like, I like it because of that, just, like, it just, yeah, it's cool. this evolution of it, it doesn't, like, just... You're kind of like that is a weird name for it. Then you're like, oh shit, I get it now. Like, yeah, that's that, cool. Like, I, I love that kind of shedding light on it in a way that is yeah. kind of very subtly done too. Because yeah, it never points yeah. it out to you. It, yeah, it's only there if you if you connect it. Yeah, and I clearly did not connect it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the podcast is for. You, you know, yeah. you connect stuff and you bring it to me, and then I go, oh, that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so there's something else this series did in, in the second season specifically and when she's killing those berserkers is the first time it happens and then in that f very final battle with Nataru it happens again where the artwork goes all squiggly kind of I loved that yeah that was that was my favorite part <laughs> that like, was like why didn't we do the whole thing like this <laughs> <laughs> I mean I get that it's for her effect but right right and like I think it was done well and that it was specifically timed to these super yes, emotional for moments sure, for where sure. it really worked I, and like like you said like if it had been done the whole time it would have just gotten old and right no it was done for effect it worked it's great it looks awesome i just personally as a fan of shit like that <laughs> i like ah i want to see more yeah yeah <laughs> like i find that way more interesting to look at than just standard anime stuff right right and but i get why it's not like that i yeah, think that's uh, why like like that show what was that called kaiba yeah kaiba where it was kinda... like really unique looking yeah I, I found that to be more interesting because it wasn't just your standard sort of anime thing right that was 
Yeah, that was one that I like. I knew nothing about that series. Had heard nothing about it. I saw the cover art and went, "What?" (laughs) 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 Click. Yeah, it was (laughs) a good. It was a good instinct. Yeah, because it was just that's the kind of thing that I look at and go, "Okay, there's something interesting going on here. I want to see what's going on." Yeah. So. That was. So yeah, yeah. Those the the really rough hand drawn stuff. That was cool. Yeah liked that do you like first season or second season better you know i don't know i kind of i kind of feel like i like the second season better as a whole yeah but like i said before like it kind of it depends so much on that first season yeah setting things up that i don't know i kind of feel like the first season works very well on its own it does and like the second like the second season doesn't quite get that balance of Senkawa having anything to do with anything in there. He yeah. feels very superfluous to that whole series. I mean, he's he he does help considerably. Like right. that part where she loses her mind sort of thing and he has yeah, to go yeah. deep <clears throat> in the memory and like pull her back out. And like if he wasn't there, she's just basically dead, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe they could have sent somebody inside of her. I, I kind of feel like if he wasn't there, it wouldn't have even happened, because it was oh because it's it was uh, that mental fusion yeah. thing they were talking. That's another uh, thing. So he's that's, the fucking problem. Yeah, that's that's another part where they mention it in the first season, and it yeah. happens briefly, but yeah. it's like so minor and almost irrelevant that, and it just gets solved immediately. Right. And then in, and so it's like that it's this concept that they've introduced and talked about but they haven't really used much. And then in the second season <clears throat> they really dive into it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a good sequel season in that way in that it mm-hmm. builds on things. It's not just the same it's not like oh shit, Ryunka's back out. Right. <laughs> we got to contain it again. Instead it's following up on the people who made the Ryunka and like yeah. what are they doing why are they like tracking them down and figuring them out and yeah no, it's well done in that way okay. I I think I the first season is far more enjoyable I think to me hmm. um, but everything that you're saying about the second season makes sense and is true <laughs> so I'm, I can't like say it's, I'm not saying it's bad or anything yeah yeah I honestly I can't I don't know that I can really pick one over the other per se like I yeah. think they're both good in the yeah second season you do get that guy like ripping off fucking arms and shit yeah too, it gets so. like so much gorier I, in I the do second enjoy season. that <laughs> yeah uh I actually felt really bad for the frog twins they were yeah uh, I, uh, they were kind of sympathetic there, at least towards the end. They kind of got, especially the girl when she's like, oh, little... and she gets adopted and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sad. It was I like, felt oh, bad for her, yeah. You just see her head rolling across the floor. I like, know. Oh. Well, that yeah, because because I, I thought like, oh, she's a kid, so they're not gonna show it, and then they don't. But then they kind of like, oh shit, they kind of do. <laughs> Fuck. Do you feel bad because she got adopted yeah. and she's like? Like, yeah, fuck it, just, I'm just gonna be a, a little kid, you know? I'm just gonna, like, have a normal life and yeah. be, like... She's got nice parents now. Yeah. And then just, bam. I mean, fuck it, she got out. Like, let her live her life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know that being a kid would have, uh... Because her brother was the same age, still the little kid, and 
he gets his arm ripped off and like they're pretty brutal that with him true. too. That is true. That is true. I didn't. Yeah. There's something about that little girl though that's more sympathetic. Yeah. Just in the way that she looks, and I guess, I don't know. Just I guess because they built up that family thing for her. Yeah, because they didn't really do that for the for the brother. He was yeah. just he, because there there were there was quite a bit after he dies where she's kind of on her own. And, right, right. And it kind of builds up this sympathy for her, yeah, trying yeah. to figure out what to do now and just just trying to live. And poor girl. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what you get for fucking with the Ryunka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also just kind of like this, uh, at some point earlier, I know they're just like climbing around on the buildings, and she's this little like ribbit and jumps around like a frog. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. It's just, uh, I, just, I liked the little frog twins, they were fun. Yeah, anytime there's a, a humanoid frog, you know, you, <laughs> you gotta hand it to the creators. I'm a big fan of the, of the movie Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> movie starring... Rowdy Roddy Piper and uh, a bunch of humanoid frogs. Hey. <laughs> Guys in frog suits. <laughs> There's a whole series of those, but I've only seen the first one. The, the mm. other ones are like these... I think the first one is still fairly low budget, but the, it's like shot on film and it's got some you know clout to it but the the sequels are like shot on video and same directors mm. and everything but they just like went super low budget and mm-hmm. i just never saw them but man i'm i just i want to see them uh, so bad kind of makes me think of a death coppa not really a frog suit but coppas are kind of frog like yeah yeah well yeah and those are that's newer that's like 2010 so it's, yeah it's like legit digital video but but uh Hell Comes to Frogtown is like 85. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the shot on video sequels are like fucking 1990 and <laughs> 91. So it's like big box fucking VHS cam. And mm. <laughs> like, like those, that's the days when, when shot on video horror movies were just starting to be a big thing in like direct to video stuff. <laughs> um, and so it's from that era. And uh, there's kind of a, a, a I don't. I don't want to say that they're not good, but I have a nostalgia for those <laughs> those movies and just that era of yeah. stuff. So I want to see them. Yeah, it sounds crazy and yeah. enjoyable. Yeah the the first movie is about to come out. Um, Vinegar Vinegar Syndrome is oh, about okay. to put out a new Blu-ray of the first movie. So I guess you're gonna be on that. Yeah, yeah. <clears> I think it. I think it's this month or next month. I don't remember. Hmm. But yeah, I, I have it on the way whenever it's going to yeah. come. So. But you're a fan of Battletoads too, then. I did <laughs> I did enjoy Battletoads. Yeah. Uh, never had that growing up. but I, I can't remember which one I had. I think I had the Super Nintendo one. Mm. Yeah. But I know yeah, there was I, a Genesis I, one, but I never. I think it's it. the same one as the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's the same game, but uh, fucking hard as shit. <laughs> but, what I uh, hear. But man, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's just, you, how could you not? You're a big giant fucking <laughs> yeah. frog toad, whatever the fuck. Punching the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And that's what you know. Like, hell comes to Frogtown. 
It's dudes in frog suits, like, shooting <laughs> machine guns and riding in the backs of Jeeps with fucking 50 cal machine guns. And uh, damn. Like, Roddy Piper's punching frogs in the face. Like, how could you not enjoy that? <laughs> That's like a recipe for fucking 100% awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to hype it up too much because the actual movie is not... It's not great, <laughs> but it's fucking great. <laughs> like, it could be better, but it's it's pretty fucking great. There are different varieties of great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not the best movie, but it offers up so much great shit that, you know, I can't do anything right. but love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mentioned uh, Death Cop. Uh, there's something, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, one of the times when uh, Birdie is in her little modeling career, she dresses up like a cop. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't that, notice it's, that. It's, it's there for, it's one of those, like, it's just a quick shot of, like, all these different things she's doing yeah. over the day. And one of them, she's in a cop suit. Really? Like, I'm going to get you. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Did she have, like, a little bowl on her head or something? Um, yeah, you kind of... It's it looks more like a crown if you it, oh, it's a little okay. it's really weird looking but uh, that's how they're often drawn so it, it's uh, I recognized it right off of like oh it's a little Kappa costume you know what I looked up the Kappa after we recorded that episode and I remember asking you if you knew if they were if Kappa were generally like interested in sumo <laughs> because it's in that movie <laughs> and you said you didn't know and so anyway I looked it up and it is a thing with Kappa hey. like apparently they're into wrestling alright <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why it's in that movie hey a little follow up yeah alright good to know <laughs> yeah just and you know add to my Kappa knowledge Kappa knowledge you know plus one yeah because they don't show up too often in anime, so... They should. They're cool. Yeah. You know? Why wouldn't they? Oh. But, yeah, if you can, uh... Figure out which episode that was of, uh... Yeah. Because she's just in a bunch of, like, weird, dumb costumes. Yeah, there's and... a few episodes where she does that modeling stuff. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> it's just like quick cuts between a bunch of just getting progressively dumber and dumber as it goes like she's in some weird like i think she was in like a schoolgirl uniform then she's in like a police uniform and then she's like dressed up like a peach i remember the peach one and thinking like jesus christ (laughs) this is pretty bad i think it goes into like the kappa and then it goes into like she's inside the world in a globe Uh, hanging from the ceiling i remember that I don't remember the Kappa, though. It, it was yeah. somewhere in that sequence yeah, was the, okay. the Kappa costume. Just kind of this parody of just the ridiculous shit they put <laughs> models through. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well. That's the life. Yeah. Life of a pop idol. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so did you... Like the wolf aliens that were, yeah, know, the, they were pretty badass. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Uh, kind of like a, a humanoid wolf. Yeah. How could you not? Crazy. Crazy stuff. So, yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it all balances out to a pretty good show. As a whole. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, yeah. Oh, did you um? I assume you probably watched the uh 
the one little OVA episode they tacked on at the end last. I watched it at the end. I know you had mentioned that it's chronologically in between the two seasons. Right. But I looked up the the yeah, actual it, release date and it, it came out after. Afterwards, yeah. So I, I watched it after. And, and it actually has like a preview in the, the last TV episode. It does. has a preview yes, for it. And I was it like, does. oh, okay, I guess it really came after. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I kind of, it's, it's weird because it feels like it was intended to be watched in the middle because that OVA episode ends with a to be continued. Right. So it's like clearly meant to be setting up that second season. Yeah, and the second season is only 12 episodes. Yeah. With that one, it would be 13, which is standard. Right. Well, well, 12 and 13, it kind of. Oh, well, anyway. The first season was 13, so I just assume. Yeah, the first. It tends to kind of go that way so i've seen series where it's 12 episodes and then 12 episodes okay then there's like 13 episodes and 12 episodes or there's 13 episodes and 13 episodes so it it kind of goes i thought i was on to something yeah it's apparently not it it doesn't seem to have like a set number it's either 12 or 13 yeah it it can go either way well yeah i mean it it seems it seems like some like a lot of that extra one is extra that you wouldn't yeah, need to watch. Yeah. But then some of it relates directly. It is it setting seems... things up, but at the same time, it's like you can do without it, right? Like because it sets up Coppola getting found, and but at the same time, in that first episode of the second season, or maybe the second, or whatever it first shows her in the second season, it does just kind of. Irma's just kind of like, yeah, I took you off the streets, remember? So you kind of get the idea without it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. And, and like, the the end part, I always want to call this dude Naruto, but... (laughs) (laughs) He might as well be. (laughs) I mean, I don't know anything about that other than it's a thing, and people, you know, so it's just a thing in my head, Naruto. Who the fuck is that? And so what is this guy's name? Nataru. Nataru. Yeah. Okay. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, when they show that guy at the end with the flowers and the wheelchair girl, I don't think that that little moment, if that was the beginning of the of the series of that second season, yeah, it wouldn't have meant. I don't anything. think that it yeah. means anything. Whereas at the end, as a little cap, it, it has a lot more that, resonance. Yeah. yeah it kind of. So it's kind of interesting. Like I yeah. don't think that it would. I don't like. I don't think that they should have had it just be episode one of that season. Right. I think it's good as its own thing. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's an interesting one to try and. Uh, it seemed pretty super, superfluous, though. Yeah, yeah. Everything that happened. It, it it was just that when I first the first time I watched this series, I had no idea that was what it was going to be. Yeah. And so I went into it, and I was just like, "What? What? <laughs> what <Wait>? happened?" Because <laughs> like, rewind. It, yeah, because <laughs> it because I thought it was taking place after that second season. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to go back to Natsuki and catch up with her. And then I'm like, wait, but what's good? And things just started, like, yeah, yeah. tail spinning out of a logical sequence. And yeah. <laughs> this girl's back in the wheelchair. <laughs> like, wait, what's going And why is he still... Wait, didn't he die? What? Right, right. <laughs> why is Coppola just getting picked up? And so I kind of had to... It, it threw me for a loop until I sorted it properly in the sequence, but... Yeah. I think just, just knowing what it was going in would have been fine. Right. 
but at the same time, I think it works fine if you do watch it in the middle. I'm, I feel like it would. Like, it doesn't disrupt much of anything. Right, so. because, like, things like, like that end scene with the flowers, it would play out and you'd be like, oh, okay, who's this guy? Yeah, and in the next episode, you'd learn who that guy is. Yeah, and, and just introducing these two right. new characters that are going to And so it works and, as that, but I, yeah, I think so. it works better if you know what, what happened or whatever. Yeah, so it's... It's it works an interesting both ways. One. Yeah. Shamanic Princess was kind of like that, too, where the last two episodes take place before the first That's two. That's right. That's right. Can, yeah, it yeah. It can kind of work either way. Like, I'm still never sure which way I like it better. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what I came down on. I feel like I said that the the prequel stuff was better if you knew what was going on. Yeah. Because that's generally what I say about things like right, that. Right, I, I think we were kind of on that side of it at the time. If that's the way that they came out, I'm I'm, I'm a big stickler about chronological order, out, order yeah. and the way that that people are putting things out. You know, right? As being the way because like the idea of watch like the Star Wars movies, people watch fucking the prequels and then they watch the new ones it's just the, i mean the old ones and it's just like like i get it that it's story progresses in that, that way, way yeah. but like i don't know that they work that way i don't know yeah what people watch whatever the fuck you want in whatever order you want but i'm gonna do it however <laughs> i want <laughs> you know I don't, i'm gonna start reading yeah. every book backwards i'm gonna start with the last chapter and yeah <laughs> my way back <laughs> I used to do, not that specifically, but I used to always read the last sentence of a book when I was starting the book. Mm. And I would uh, think about it, like, ooh, like, what could it mean as I was reading the book? And, and I enjoyed that for quite a while. I did that, and then I just was kind of just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see that in that um, the first and last lines of of a story or at least the scenes or something like the yeah. beginning and end should kind of complement each other in some way yeah and so ideally yeah the problem being that by the time you get to the end you've probably forgotten what the beginning was so it's yeah kind probably of seeing yeah. them right in close proximity to each other can make that connection clearer and make you think about it more cleanly i guess yeah but, yeah but i haven't done that in a while that's yeah that's uh that's old, <clears throat> old will or young will, I guess. <laughs> I'll have to time jump like, uh, fuck. I'm, in my head, I just keep hearing Naruto. <laughs> like, Nataru. 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 You, you could call him by his like doctor name of Shinmyo. Yes. If you can remember that if one. I, yeah, like, I don't even... I mean, I remember that they called him that, but <clears throat> I would have never been able to pull that out. Yeah. That kind of, oh, the way that they, there's a scene, and I think it's in the second or third episode of that second season, where, so, the the fugitives are being killed, mm-hmm. and in whatever episode it was, it's clear that it's that guy killing them. Yeah. And then, at the same time, they're cutting back to that same guy at the restaurant when the Ryunka goes off 
and oh, yeah, people yeah. are like turning to ice or whatever the fuck they glass or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I got super confused because I was like, they're cutting between these two things. Is this guy by locating? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then I thought, what? Well. well I'll learn about it in the next episode. <laughs> and then they never went back to that until the very end. They sort of show that scene again where he's yeah. back at the thing. And it's like, they explain it a little more, but I still don't know why they put the, you know, edited them together in that original mm. instance. And it's just like, what the fuck was they <laughs> trying to confuse me, man? <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> Maybe I'd, I'd have to, cause like, I've seen this before, so I kind of knew what was going on in that yeah. scene, right? In the so I'd have to like look at that again with that thought process of how confusing is this layout? Because I kind of already, as it was happening, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, he was his friend dies at this from the Ryunka, and he's pissed right. and getting I'm like, okay, I, I, I remember that. Now. I guess because that's before his dad dies, so I guess that is yeah, that's. That's his I guess motive. they juxtapose that for to show you the motive right, of why he's killing these people who got the Ryunka. Yeah. I totally did not connect that. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, he's fucking this is sci fi anime. He's fucking <laughs> bilocating. Like what the fuck? And he's like wearing different clothes. Like, whoa, this dude is like got some crazy powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he does. He can yeah. jump through it time was, and shit. It was but. just a flashback to the first season. Right. When the Ryunka exploded and blew up that whole part right. of the city. Right, but you just had not. That was a, a little scene that yeah had not happened. You know, you didn't see it. You were just right, seeing right. it for the first time there. Yeah, so it was just that. Yeah, but yeah, that it, that threw me for threw me for loop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I get it now though. Yeah, because. The whole time I was watching, I was just like, why is he killing these people? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I get that his dad died, but that didn't happen until a while in. Like, why is this guy doing this? And then at some point they mention it again, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's pissed off about that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I must have known that, but I forgot. But I never knew it. So, okay. Yeah, just... Uh... Like I said, I watched the second season pretty, you know, quickly. It was like, okay, I don't know, yeah, that was... like three days or something something that uh like the last by. the last two days i probably watched like 10 of them oh jesus <laughs> so i really had to speed through them. yeah but yeah okay well that makes more sense yeah yeah he's just kind of his best friend again yeah and that's somehow in all that that's why the little girl's in the wheelchair too is that she was injured in the explosion uh, so and that's why at the end of the series she's walking again like they get her crutches and then she's walking right like well i got that she was injured and that she was not like disabled she was she was gonna recover right but i didn't connect that like oh yeah it was fucking ryunka time yeah you know, I and guess it makes sense because they're like exploring the ruins and they're talking about it constantly. So. Right, and in that second season, when they do that high school stuff, it's usually about that. They're exploring those it ruins, and, yes. and that's all the aftermath of that first season. Yeah. So. I all right. As as usual for me, I watch the thing and I'm just like, this shit doesn't make sense. And then we talk about it and I'm like, oh, it totally makes sense. 
huh, I just missed that. <laughs> it's not in tune with that anime storytelling No, I'm really mechanics. not. I'm really not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day, but yeah. until then, I guess we just have to keep talking about them <laughs> so I fucking connect things. Yeah. Oh, well. In the end, you know... It happened. The connections were made, so you know. Yeah. That's the point of, of talking about stuff. You yeah. Know? Get to understand them better. Yeah. Well, any thoughts on the uh, credit music that you? Uh, any thoughts on the credit music? You mean like the songs that they have? Yeah. Yeah. You you tend to have a um, interest in them sometimes. So I enjoyed them. They were good yeah. songs. I wasn't like uh, super into them. But uh, you know they're, they're yeah. quality songs. For some reason, I always loved the uh, the first season end credit music where they're where he's skipping along and high fiving everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that song I always like. It's just this happy, cheerful song, and it's often a weird juxtaposition because it suddenly kicks on after some tragic cliffhanger, and yes. No, I I do like that. No, I liked the songs. I like. I often. Like when I'm putting music together for the podcast where I'm picking songs and stuff, I, I love the feeling of music and whether they evoke a feeling of like, no, this is a closing thing or this is an opening thing. Like I, I like how music is that and yeah. I, I really enjoy listening for that. And I thought that the the songs that they had were, were perfectly suited to their places and stuff yeah. i really liked how that one is like ba, 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 da, ba, da, and it like pumps up, and it's very poppy and it pops out out of like the darkness and stuff yeah was, yes i love it i don't know that i would listen to them like outside of the show but yeah yeah they work they work yeah they're, they're they're generally fun for this one like, I remember when I got into um, Attack on Titan and I, like, I fucking got into the songs and I was just like, <laughs> fuck, these songs are dope. And I downloaded them and I was just, like, into them. And then, I don't know, like, a year later, one of them just randomly came on shuffle and I was just like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. And because, that, like, that, the music in that show is, like, uh, Japanese metal. <laughs> and so it was just like, where did this song come from? <laughs> and then as it went on, I was just like, oh, wait a minute. This is that Attack on Titan song. I know this song. And I like remembered how it was going and you can kind of sing along a little bit. Uh, it's like the melody, not the, I don't know, Japanese, obviously. But. Right. So. <laughs> I like the, the main theme that plays a lot. I can't think of it right now, but... Uh, just the oh, score yeah, yeah they played a lot throughout the the show yeah i thought yeah, it was kind of interesting like I thought it was well done escaflone was very musically heavy it's like, true and, it's and true, not yes. just that it had good music versus but that the music was tied into the pacing and yes. stuff in very deliberate ways and it seemed less much less so for this it's not as for sure yeah much less so but still there were occasional the little good, moments though. where it was yeah, yeah. And, that main theme i thought was pretty solid yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I liked about this one was um the the previews, the next episode previews. Yes. Um 
I don't know if you watched them or... I did watch them because they were like the uh, Those Who Hunt Elves ones where the characters were narrating them. Yeah, yeah, and like the the first season it's uh, Birdie in her Arita persona yes. like, t- saying it, as a, which was always kind of amusing. And then in the second season it's her childhood self yeah. narrating about her fusion. So but then like, when yeah. it gets serious it becomes yeah, regular Yeah, then suddenly Birdie. it just... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually after that flashback when he rescues her from the... Oh, okay. Like suddenly it stops being... Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the child birdie and it's the adult birdie. Yeah, okay. And it was like, oh, interesting. So, I think that's where it cuts off. There's one episode. I think there it it comes back from that, and there's one there. There's just no narration to it. it. Just like has no preview for the next episode. Oh, really? I don't know. There was like one episode that I guess they. I think that was the climax of the whole flashback scene where you see uh, Birdie's past. That big oh. final thing i think that episode has no preview for the next episode or it's just like a title card and nothing else and i was like oh well that was weird so either i just accidentally nudged my remote or something and skipped when i shouldn't have or something yeah i don't know i don't remember um and then after that it just had these normal uh narrations and i was just like oh interesting yeah but yeah i always like it when they do interesting weird things like that yeah yeah, usually I don't watch them because it's just fucking scenes of the next thing and it's whatever. But in this one, it, yeah, I watched them. And it was show scenes, but they're narrating it, and then I wouldn't even remember like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going into the next one. It was just like, oh, okay. <clears throat> I yeah, I remember... I remember really liking the ones in Escaflone as well. Like right from the first time I saw it. Like the nowadays, I don't watch them the first time that I'm going through a series. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched them before for this series because oh, usually okay. I just skip them. I'm like, no, just show me the episode. Yeah, yeah. But like with when Esca when I was watching Escaflone for the first time, I was still I would just watch all the previews. And I always loved the Escaflone previews, even though there was nothing in there. It was just uh, this one the preview music that was the same music every time and it would just be like little flashes of crazy stuff in there i think it might have just said the little escaflone escaflone it might have just i think it just did that like escaflone yeah that does make uh, and just little flashes of cool things makes me remember that yeah (laughs) that is cool it's creative you know so i just actually cowboy bebop has uh some very good of oh, yeah. as well that where they're in character oh, okay. talking about things and well fuck it we should watch it i guess yeah should uh finally f- finish it or whatever i don't if you want to watch it yeah that and all the episodes are named after musical things like oh like crescendo or something like um, that like like musical things. i think there was um one of them i think was called sympathy for the devil Oh, okay. The, uh, another one is like heavy metal queen, or so oh, okay. it's, it's all all just weird stuff. Um, Jupiter Jazz was the two parter. Was Jupiter Jazz part one and two? And that was, okay. I think that was the end of the first season, and or it was a split like end of the first season, start the second or something. Okay. But that was the midway point either way. Um, so yeah, it's it's all just like stuff uh, referencing music and stuff. Huh. So. All right. They were always fun little preview things. And... Were they? Yeah. It'd be like Spike t- saying something and then Jet like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, just like, the characters would actually be kind of interacting there sometimes. So That's fun. Oh, well, maybe I'll watch it 
Maybe just watch the previews. Just, just get all the previews in a row. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> well, I don't know. Get anything yeah. else about the um, uh, the bird? Oh, actually, it just reminded me. Um, Tuto, the little uh, yeah. robot thing. Um, I remembered him having a bigger part in it for some reason. I was just, he's not in it a whole yeah, lot. He's yeah. only there for the first few episodes, but yeah, I kind of thought he was around longer before he gets taken out. But but um, there's something in there that I was thinking of. Uh, they use the English word "buddy" a lot. Okay. Which is very very similar to the way they pronounce "birdie." If you're listening, like it's it's actually kind of difficult to oh, tell when they're yeah. saying one or the other if you're just listening to it. And yeah. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that was like intentional in some way, hmm. of uh, like Birdie's your buddy. She's like <laughs> she teams <laughs> up with you. She's like helpful or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were trying to make some kind of thematic connection there, or if it was just random coincidence that they were like, hey, this English word sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, I always liked Tuto. Yeah, I was sad. I thought it was a thing where, you know, he got smashed and then he would get a new body or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, nope. Nope. Gone. He's just gone. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was was kind of a sad moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, Tuto, no. He was fun and entertaining, even when in his little. Uh, yeah, and he's got that weird. He looks like. Did you ever uh, make fucking octopus hot dogs, where you fucking cut them and <laughs> no. then? <laughs> no, but no, he does. He does re- resemble that. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very popular thing in Japan is to <laughs> to cut the hot dogs open and then cook them as so they turn. Oh, it is. And then like draw little faces on them too. So that okay. They, like that. That'll happen a lot when you. Uh, see, um, actually, Tuto gives a. Uh, lunch to Senkawa that one that like the yeah. bentos they call it yeah the so, bento box um that that's something you'll see in a bento okay with, uh, eh. some amount of regularity is little hot dogs like that well that's cool I didn't know that the Japanese people enjoyed that I enjoyed yeah. it as a child and so uh he eh. he might have been designed off of perhaps, that in the first place perhaps <laughs> that's what he reminded me. me of I thought it was just like oh I remember those I should make those I enjoyed those. You never made those when you were a kid? No, no. Oh I, I never found out about those until I started watching anime. Really? And I was like, oh. There's, oh. And that's when I learned they existed. Oh, I thought it was kind of a Japanese thing. Oh, well, I, I don't know where my mom learned it, but she knew yeah. how to do it. And I, she's definitely not into Japanese stuff. So <laughs> she got it from somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that's just passed down through humanity. You know, the earliest yeah, humans, yeah, yeah. Neanderthals, it's, are it's fucking. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like those myths and legends that have uh, parallels. Yeah, across like Joseph Campbell. You <laughs> know, yeah, it's, he, he forgot the hot dog octopus. Yeah, the as, hot dog. As one of the uh, human universals. The lost chapter of Hero with a Thousand Faces. <laughs> the hot dog. Octopus. The octopus hot dogs. Yes. His uh, grand masterwork <laughs> lost <laughs> into time. We could have solved the origin of uh, the human race if uh, yeah. we hadn't lost that chapter. It's the missing link, man. All right, well, uh, yeah, anything else about this thing? Uh, I guess that's about it. I think we can close it there. 
All right, I guess that's it. So, and, uh, uh, adios. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> talking about chicken chicken's a popular word but anywhere you go you're bound to find a chicken ain't nothing but a bird some people call it a fowl that's the story i heard but let them call it this and let them call it that a chicken ain't nothing but a bird I'll pull your logo.